Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome back to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. And if, if for some insane reason you want to interrupt us and call into the show, uh, you can call in at 877-474-3302. I am so excited, and I'm going to get right to this. My favorite, favorite guest is on the show, and this is Barb Dibwad. I mean, if her name doesn't sing to you, nothing else will. Barb used to be like one of the big wheels at Mashable, and now she is with, I hope I pronounce it right, Tekka.com. And just so you know, Barb and I are polar opposites. We have to have another picture taken together because I adore her, and if you look at the two of us, we're totally different people, and I think that's what makes our friendship great, and I so respect her. Barb, are you with me? I am here. How are you? How are you, Barb? How's life? Oh, life is fantastic. Super busy, building a really cool product. Couldn't be happier. I want to hear more about that. I think, just so you know, I want you to know that people think it was really, really, uh, wait, let me find a proper word, really cool <laughs> um, that you up and left Mashable for your true love, and that's programming. You want to tell me a little bit about what you're doing as much as you can say? Sure, yeah, and actually uh, we have launched our apps already, so we do have two apps in the App Store and the Android market, so if you search for Tekka, which is T-E-C-C-A, you'll be able to download our apps, and uh, with the apps right now, you can actually scan a barcode uh, for consumer electronics if you're in a store. And oh, you can I love get that. Oh. Yeah, you can, you can get results back right there. You can see what the features are, what comes in the box, what the specs are, see a slideshow, and you can also read reviews that people have made about that product, and you can get price comparisons as well. So if you're looking to pick it up, you can see if it's a good deal in the store right there or if you should buy it online or if there's another retailer that has it at a better price. What's the name of that app? That's Tekka. T-E-C-T-A. That's Tekka. Okay, okay. That's Now you say you have another app. What is that, Tekka 2? Well... We have the, the apps uh, in, in both app stores, and we have a mobile web experience. If you hit up uh, m.tekka.com uh, with a, a mobile browser, you should get a good experience there. And we're going to be launching a website extremely soon. I can't tell you the exact date, but I can assure you we are working nonstop to get this thing going. I've signed up for it. I assume that's what I'm signing up for <laughs> on the site. <laughs> Um, I happen to be a web OS freak. I'm sorry. I love web OS. I do love Android, but I'm still hanging with my web OS to see what I know. They're doing some great things on 2.0. And I'm waiting to see before I jump to Android. (laughs) I want to see what web OS comes up with. Have you been looking at any of the stuff on web OS? Yeah, definitely, and we just actually heard from HP that they're planning to uh, launch some tablets that are running WebOS, and and the key word there was tablets and not tablets, so we know we'll see um, a bunch of those, and I'm imagining that's going to trickle back down into the handsets as well, but, you know, it's sort of, everybody's kind of guessing, you know, what is HP going to do with this? A lot of people are are really big fans of of WebOS, and uh, I was a big Palm OS fan back in the day, and, you know, it it does share some of that DNA, so I'm absolutely excited to see what they come up with. Well, I I, I just love being able to use the different cards, 
um, and having so many things running at once uh, un- until the phone seizes up. <laughs> <laughs> There's that. <laughs> yes, just, just like my laptop. But, yeah, I love what you said about tablets because the tablet market, what do you see for the tablet market? There's so much going to happen, and I almost think people who have iPads are going to go, hmm, maybe I should have waited. I think it's going to be a great time. It's going to be a, a good time for consumers. There's going to be a lot more choice in the marketplace coming up really soon. We know a lot of companies have been working on Android tablets, um, you know, and big familiar manufacturers like LG and Asus and HTC is working oh, on is that a how you pronounce it, Asus? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've always called it Asus. <laughs> I'm such a dork. I think you can get away with that. I think they'll okay. answer to either. <laughs> but we know that they're going to be coming out with a whole fleet of tablets. Uh, Dell has their streak out already. They've said they're going to be coming out with tablets in other sizes. Uh, Research in Motion just announced the Playbook, so that's going to be interesting. We'll get sort of now, a, a blackberry-flavored tablet. Is, is the Playbook the 5-inch one? Or, or I think it was Dell that came out with a bitty, little bitty tablet. Yeah, the Dell Streak is the 5-inch one, and I believe the Playbook is a 7-inch tablet, which um, also the Samsung Galaxy Tab is another big uh, Android tablet coming up, and that is a 7-inch tablet as well. So they're going a little bit smaller than, than what Apple went for, so I think it'll be now, interesting. What do, you, if- what do you think about these? I mean, should they be bigger or should they be smaller? Is there, you know, where does it leap over from smartphone to tablet? Uh, that is exactly the question that uh, that we've been trying to answer, you know, for the past few years with a lot of these kind of devices. And, uh, you know, even um, Arcos and Nokia had sort of these uh, this uh, category called MIDs, um, uh, it, you know, uh, mobile Internet devices, and they never really took off in the way that the, the tablet form factor is, is doing now. I think what we're seeing is that, you know, people already have one computer. They might have two computers or more in the house. But they, they're finding the need to have computing devices to do specific tasks or to do other right. tasks. They don't necessarily need a full computer to do it. Yeah, you're not so going to be doing your QuickBooks on a tablet, no, probably. Right, exactly. But if you're just sitting in the living room and you want to surf the web while you're watching TV, you don't need a whole honking laptop either. So that's where this form factor comes in really nicely. And people talk a lot about, cuddling up with the iPad in bed and reading at night, and it's a much nicer sort of user experience on that front. And I think that's exactly why this form factor is coming in at the right time. Well, you know, that that's really what I think, you know, kind of go big or go home. <laughs> <laughs> I have one of I have one of the small Arcos ones, and thank you for teaching the pronunciation of that. Um, <laughs> and I like it. And basically, all I've done is loaded up loaded it up with movies for plane flights. Uh, nice. That that's the only reason I really use it, and I carry it on the plane with me. And and I really do think because I play with my phone. The last thing I do before I go to sleep almost every night is I hit YouTube and I'll call up music. I'll watch music videos. I'll do. And I'll read a couple news stories. Uh, I do that at night, and I think a tablet would be a better thing. Yeah, definitely. And I need do it you larger. have an iPad, or, or are you thinking of uh, picking up one of the new tablets? Well, you know, okay, I couldn't say this in front of Mark, but I was talking to Leah Laporte last week. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we were talking about whether I should get an iPad or not. And honestly, Leo said no. Leo really? said, you know, yeah, he's good. By the way, are you going to be at Blog World next week? No, I'm not, unfortunately. You're going to have to have twice the fun for me. 
Oh, I, I, I promise I'm going to have like three times the fun. <laughs> but anyway, so Leo is going to be there, and he's also going to be broadcasting from our booth. So um, he promised I could play with his iPad during his during his show, and he loves it, and he thinks it's great. But like I said in the beginning, so much new stuff is going to be coming out that perhaps we should wait. Yeah, and I mean, you know, we've complained, I've complained about this on the show before, about some of the limitations of the iPad uh, in terms of not having a USB port, not having an SD slot unless you buy an adapter, and a lot of these new tablets that are coming onto the market are going to have those features. They're going to have other features that the iPad lacks. They're going to be competing aggressively in terms of price. So I think it's going to be, you know, a great time to start looking at tablets in the next few months. And, you know, I would love to hear from you next time after you've picked up something yeah. that's not an iPad, perhaps. Well, I want to ask you, though, uh, FaceTime, which I think is really kind of a cool thing. Do you think that's the killer app on the tablet and the iPhone? Or do you think other people might pick up something similar, like Skype? I think, uh, well, definitely people are going to pick up something similar. But I also think the sort of long-held promise of video conferencing being the killer app on anything is, seems to be a little bit misplaced. It's not like we don't have the option of video conferencing now. And most of our laptops have web cameras. Skype has it built in. iChat has it built in. But even for me, who's someone who works in a remote context, I don't find myself using it all that frequently. So... You know, I think in certain cases when, you know, you really want that personal connection and you want to be able to see, you know, grandma or mom or whoever, I think that becomes a compelling, you know, application that you can use from time to time. But then there are other times where you're sitting in your office and, you know, you haven't taken a shower yet that day. You're, uh, <laughs> you're sitting in your bedraggled uh, blogger's clothing and you just don't want to get on video. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's funny because I was talking to somebody about that and it's the geek getting dressed in the morning. I know I am so guilty of it. Okay, so your, your jeans and your T-shirt are on the floor in the bathroom. And you wake up and you just dump your pajamas where they are and you pick up the jeans and the T-shirt and go to work. (laughs) Yeah, if you haven't done that, you're not a geek. Yeah, That's right. Routine of champions. Absolutely. Uh, But, yeah, and I I know you, 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 you wouldn't be putting on your false eyelashes to video conference. But I, on the other hand, you know, like I'm a little concerned about these things. Well, every once in a while, too, you really just need to be able to see what someone else is doing. If you're actually, you know, you're trying to demonstrate something or you're trying to show them how an interface works, and then, you know, even then it might be a screen sharing app but not necessarily video conferencing. There are definitely certain applications where it becomes really necessary. I just don't think that it's going to replace calling on the telephone, for example. Well, People aren't we're going to need to look at you every time. We're going to go to a break in a second, but in the meanwhile, speaking of oversharing, did you hear about Brett Favre, the football player? Oh, no. What happened now? Oh, yeah. When we go to break, Google it. You're going to love it. A little video of his oversharing with a lady. (laughs) Okay. So this is Barb Divwad, and I love Barb. She's so freaking smart on Computer and Technology Radio. We're going to be back after the break. Another 15 minutes of snarky lady girls gone wild in tech. This is Marsha Collier on WS Radio. We're the worldwide leader in Internet talk.
You are listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. For the past decade, I've been recommending Kingston for all your drive and memory need. And each year, they never fail to impress me. Well, they've done it again with the SSD Now V-Series Drive. If you truly want to enhance your system without breaking the bank, then you have to check this out. The V stands for value. This drive is available as a standalone unit or with their desktop or notebook bundle kit. The bundle kit even includes a Cronus True Image cloning software. SSDs use less power and have no moving parts. When using a notebook, less power means the difference between finishing a movie on an airplane before the battery dies. With no moving parts, an SSD is more durable to drops and shock. It will improve performance as boot and shutdown times are reduced and programs open and close faster. In general, the system is snappier. It's like breathing life into an old system. When I choose memory or drives for my own computer, I always choose Kingston. Kingston has it all, quality, performance, and price. Go to kingston.com for more information. Install them in your computer. I promise you're going to love them. Are you frustrated by how little you understand about your computer or word processor? Or perhaps you just love to sell some of your very cool stuff on eBay? Do you think that reading a tech book would be just as hard? Enter the For Dummies series, famous for making great and easy-to-understand books on how to learn just about any subject in the universe. They have books like Laptops for Dummies, or Flipping Houses for Dummies, or even, you know, eBay for Dummies. The best thing about Dummies books is they're easy to read, easy to understand, and great fun. I've personally used many Dummies books, and everyone in the Dummies series is truly a learning adventure. What are you waiting for? Get off the couch. Run over to your computer and go to your favorite bookstore and get a For Dummies book today. Visit Dummies.com where you can find over a thousand topics to choose from. There's a Dummies book for you and every member of your family. Dummies books are brought to you by the great folks at Wiley Publishing. I know you're going to love them. I have some good news for a change. With the stressful times upon us, having a regular glass of wine has proved in many studies to reduce stress. Want some more stress-relieving tips? VinVillage.com is an exciting new social organization connecting wine lovers around the country with an exclusive local and online wine lifestyle experience. VinVillage members can meet others online and in person, attend wine dinners and tastings, participate in forums, blogs, and wikis, purchase limited and exclusive wines, even create your own wine. You heard me, create your own wine. And best yet, membership is free. So reduce some of the stress and have some fun. Join now and connect with thousands of other like-minded wine lovers. To learn more, go to vinvillage.com. That's www.vinvillage.com. Vinvillage is where wine lovers connect. Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com. Welcome back to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Yeah, and once again, Mark is gone for the day, and I am totally here with Barb Dibwad, one of the smartest ladies in technology. Yeah, I admire her. She's really cool. So we were kind of talking, texting back and forth between the break, and Barb, tell me, Google TV, what's the deal? Do we want it? Do we care? Um, I don't care about 3D, so I'm not sure how much I want to care about Google TV. What do you think? 
So I think the thing that's really interesting about Google TV is that it's finally disintermediating the cable business in a big way because it basically is going to obliviate the distinction between videos you can find on the web and the TV that you can watch through a cable subscription. And I think that's going to be a great sort of equalizer in this trend that's been going on for the past few years of sort of Internet TV or or delivery of TV content over the Internet. And I think that Google is a big enough brand where people are going to recognize it and start paying attention. A more mainstream audience is going to start to pay attention to this trend. Yeah, but, okay, let's talk a little bit about the financial aspects of this. I mean, what has run TV? I mean, you know, your standard TV is money. It's advertisers. How do you figure this is going to move over to the web and Google TV where they can still get the kind of money they need to do good shows instead of reality crap? Right, yeah. Well, the, definitely the, the parody is not there yet, but the revenue for advertising on the web on the video side is definitely taking leaps and bounds um, currently. I also think the subscription model is coming back in a number of different realms, both in, in video uh, as well as in music, and we're looking at things like Hulu, which now has a Hulu Plus option, which is a subscription model where you can pay $9.99 a month, and instead of getting just the most recent five shows from any series that you're watching, you can actually get the entire back catalog or as much of the back catalog as, as they are able to offer. And for people who are looking at that 100 bucks a month or whatever they pay for a cable subscription who, you know, maybe they watch a few of the channels or a few shows per week, that's going to start looking like a really attractive option because it is a good value, and I think people are going to start looking to actually ditching their their cable subscription. You know, but when you look at that, and then you look at what another nine ninety nine a month for Netflix, right. um, we're starting to fall into the thing that was about seven years ago, where they came out with all this new stuff, and oh, it's just going to be another ten dollars a week. Oh, it's going to be you know, and that will build up. And you will get everything you want, but remember the mass audience is in the United States. I hate to use the word flyover states, but they are there, and I don't know that they have the money for all of this. And I think there's going to be a real financial push against this, and it will take a good 10 years, I think, before people are widely adapting a lot of this. What do you think? I think you're right about that, um, but I think that the, the financial model is crumbling anyway. And, it, you know, I look to sort of what ha- has happened and is still going on in the music industry as sort of a, a parallel example um, where, you know, w- once iTunes really, you know, capitalized on the digital downloads market, we saw that people really like to be able to buy things in an a la carte fashion. And, uh, you know, I, I'm the same way as a consumer. I subscribe to cable and I haven't and I'm not going to anytime soon. But if I could pay 10 bucks a month to, to watch HBO shows, I would. If I mm-hmm. could pay 10 bucks a month to get Discovery or TLC or the History Channel, I would do it. And they would be getting money out of me that they're not getting currently. And I have to imagine that there are other people out there like me who would be giving over revenue that currently aren't. So, you know, the, the goal is to get to build up that mass of people so that it becomes comparable to the mass of people that you start losing from an overall subscription. Well, you know, this brings us to another interesting question, and that's where you're getting your Internet from. 
um, still the uh, what's it called? You know, D- DSL. It's, yeah, yeah. It's DSL. Um, still, that is still. If you live, I forget how many feet away from a central office, you're going to have iffy DSL. And I don't exactly live out in the sticks, but my DSL when I had it was intermittent at best. And that technology yeah. really isn't there, and people are kind of stuck. Um, cable companies uh, currently give the best internet connections. Yes, that's true. And you know, we know for a fact that they they are very concerned about this issue too about. The, the internet video business uh, cannibalizing their very lucrative cable business. And I think that's exactly the reason why we've seen companies like Time Warner Cable start to try to experiment with bandwidth caps and with tiered pricing as a way to sort of, you know, hedge their bets a little bit and start to get some more money out of people who are opting to watch television online instead of going for a cable subscription. I think there's going to be definitely a lot of messy sort of details to work out in this transition. And I think you're right. It is going to take, you know, if, if not a decade, at least a few years to sort of settle down. But in the meantime, it, it's, it's an exciting time. Um, oh, I love it. Out there. But, you know, just not having the Internet connection perfect is almost like trying to run a bus on square wheels like Fred Flintstone. You know, it's like <laughs> you've got to get the wheels round first, guys, really, really. That's definitely, the best way to. Definitely. And it will be interesting, too, to see what's going on with the federal broadband uh, initiative. I know that, uh, that Obama has been, you know, concerned with getting that sort of last mile uh, broadband out to places that, that you mentioned that aren't being served well. Um, I think Verizon's FiOS service is also another, you know, huge and amazing thing that I certainly wish that I could get here, but they don't serve my market. And then uh, 4G, which is uh, mobile broadband networks, are starting to come online as well. And I think we might see some people actually start to piggyback over uh, the, the physical infrastructure. If they don't have that, that broadband cable coming to the house, they might be able to get good service via 4G. Yeah, it's all really interesting. Just so so much fun stuff going on in technology. Another question. Mark and I kind of glanced over it, but lots of rumors and stuff going on with Verizon these days. What are your takes on all this? So there's a couple things. There's one huge news item from this week, which is that they are launching their 4G network in 38 major metropolitan areas by the end of the year. And this was kind of a big coup because um, we didn't expect them to have that network ready until next year and even uh, late next year. So I think that Sprint's rollout of their 4G network has really put the pressure on Verizon to get theirs in line. And Verizon's actually taking the opposite tack that Sprint did. Sprint started rolling out in smaller cities, and they avoided the major metro areas like New York, San Francisco, and L.A., and Verizon is doing the opposite. They're coming out, and they're hitting hard. They're going to be covering New York. They're going to be covering Los Angeles. I but isn't wait. that the smart? Don't you think that's the smarter way to do it, really? Put your infrastructure with her more people? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I think Sprint kind of took the, the soft launch you know, tactic to hard, and Verizon's really coming out swinging and, and hoping to cover these major metro areas. And I, I do have a Sprint phone. I have the, the HTC Evo that runs on their 4G network, and I'm, I'm near a tower at home. I happen to, to be lucky and be near yeah, uh, where they're testing. 
<laughs> I am, and uh, it's extremely fast. It's very, it's comparable to the broadband connection that I have um, through my cable service at home. So I think people are going to be really excited about it. We still have yet to see what handsets are going to be running on it, and that's sort of a big wild card. But I'm sure that uh, a lot of manufacturers are, are, are champing at the bit to be able to, to get out there and get on that faster network. Yeah, my daughter has the Samsung Epic because she likes the keyboard on Sprint. And she went from a real phone to a smartphone. And like she, now she's a maniac. She's a maniac. <laughs> Does she like it? Oh, she's crazed. She's crazed. I twit-picked a picture of her opening the box, and she's, like, freaking out. Oh, Barb, like, how did this go so quickly? Uh, it always does. You are fabulous. And I want to thank you. So let's talk again. Your website with the great apps is? Pekka.com, P-E-C-C-A. And, Barb, I hope we're going to see you at a lot of L.A. tech events because you are the star, and I miss your face. Thank you for being with me. Thanks so much. This is Marsha Mar- Collier on WS Radio. To Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication, global food for thought. When it comes to purchasing your next digital camera, there is only one name you need to remember, Canon. Since 1996, Canon has sold more than 100 million compact digital cameras. Their product line covers the gambit from simple to shoot to the camera that the pros use with eye-popping results. For those priceless family shots, Canon is the name you can trust. To check out their entire line, log on to Canon.com. That's the only name you need to know, Canon.com. For the past decade, I've been recommending Kingston for all your drive and memory need. And each year, they never fail to impress me. If you've never used an SSD before, the V-Series might just be the ticket. Let's say you've had that computer for a few years and it's starting to run a little slow. If you're not ready to replace it, Kingston's SSD, now V-Series, solid-state drive can kickstart that old system and make it feel like new. It will improve performance as boot and shutdown times are reduced and programs open and close faster. In general, the system is snappier. It's like breathing new life into an existing system. If you own a desktop, the 30-gig Kingston V-Series SSD is the perfect companion to that hard drive you have with all that music and movie. Put the operating system on the SSD and keep the data where it's at. Sit back and watch your old desktop operate faster. There's a capacity and a model for everyone wanting to upgrade from a traditional hard drive to a solid-state drive. Check out the Kingston SSD Now V-Series. SSD at www.kingston.com. Are you frustrated by how little you understand about your computer or word processor? Or perhaps you'd just love to sell some of your very cool stuff on eBay? Enter the For Dummies series, famous for making great and easy-to-understand books on how to learn about any subject in the universe. They're easy to read, easy to understand, and great fun. For Dummies books are at bookstores everywhere or visit dummies.com. Dummies books are brought to you by the great folks at Wiley Publishing. Improve your business today. Learn to do professional email marketing the right way with Captain Email. This is Chris Merckx, president of WS Radio. For years, I've helped our WS Radio hosts, advertisers, and sponsors with their email marketing strategies. As a former Marine captain and an email marketing expert, I've created a new free club at CaptainEmail.com. Permission-based email marketing to your current customers with proven strategies to reach new prospects has positively impacted many of the businesses I've worked with. CaptainEmail.com includes resources to start and grow your email list, 
the top 10 email marketing tips, plus a free 60-day trial with no credit card required. From brick-and-mortar businesses to communicating with your Little League team, do email marketing the right way, professionally. How many times have you checked your email today? Log on to CaptainEmail.com, and thanks for listening to WS Radio.